We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Coverage from Super Bowl 58 here on Radio Row continues and Sarah and I are pleased to be joined by NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. And I guess I have to thank the last one in, first one out, whatever that is from last night. You and I were the only ones here. It was a ghost town. And so we it, it turns out when you're trying to track down a makeup wipe at like yeah. 7 p.m., it's difficult. I kept going up to other TV reporters going, do you have one? Everyone's like, no. Am I the only one who uses makeup I, wipes? Is this not I, a common thing? This is. I've got a few right here. You are well, not. You should have been here. Yeah. Well, I left Bobby here, so yeah. Bobby was doing the grunt work. So. Well, we appreciate you having on. Now, you had broken some news, and then it turns out it didn't work out. What was the deal with Jerry Rossberg? It sounded like he was going to come in, and then he was out. What went on there? It remains slightly unclear exactly what happened. Okay. But everybody was under the impression Jerry Rossberg was going to be returning to the Ravens staff in some type of a game management role. Okay. 24 hours later, that was no longer the case. So, Jerry Rossberg, not as of now, a member of the Ravens staff. Again, these are things where, you know, things can be expected and they also be tracking that way. But until there's a signed contract, yeah. look at Cliff Kingsbury ending up uh, with Washington instead of the Raiders. Sometimes there's different things that occur. This was one of those. And yeah. So we'll see where that all leads. You get the sense that any any rubblings that a, a different type of hire could happen for, to serve that similar role or what unclear, are you unclear yeah. at this point. I mean, listen, there's there's so many staff positions around the NFL. There's a lot of moving parts. There's dozens of assistant coaches right now who are trying to figure it out and their deals haven't been signed because you had like there were so many coordinator hires this year. That's one of the unique things that happened was half the league's offensive coordinators flipped over from last year yeah. when you include eight new staffs plus an additional eight changes. That's that's half the league changed their offensive coordinator. So then all those people come with different staff changes as well. And so there's a lot of assistant coaches sure. who right now are landing. That's going to take place over the next few weeks. And by combine time, which amazingly is like two weeks away, I know. Yeah. a lot of this stuff should be settled. Yeah. So okay. do you – was there any – mainly because I think Ravens fans were somewhat disappointed. They all love Jerry for sure. But there has been some in-game – gaffes that were we, we talked about it. indianapolis was kind of a big one and so they kind of like the idea of a, of a game management hire do you know what that would entail like is that challenges every, yeah. analytics all that kind of stuff every team has somebody in that role and some teams have a bunch of people in that right role. whether if they you, have that title or not like they're doing that right i mean yeah. there, there's teams that'll have four analytics people that are all on the headsets during games and mm -hmm. so 
you know, I, I can't speak directly. I haven't given it a great deal of thought till this interview about exactly what the Ravens' current setup is. But everybody's got various people, whether it's somebody on the sideline, whether it's somebody up in the booth. A lot of times it is a special teams coordinator because they're okay. working all three phases, and so a lot of times they're involved with it. Everybody has people who help out with those things. Okay. So obviously still over a month out from – NFL free agency, the new league year beginning and whatnot. What do you think we should be kind of targeting here? Is it the running back position with Derrick Henry? Is it a wide receiver? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, they went all in on the wide receivers last year. They paid Odell Beckham Jr. a lot of money, didn't get a great deal of production out of it. But, you know, the signing of Odell was also a love letter to Lamar at the time that you're trying right. to get him to, to sign a long-term contract. You know, they've got receivers. You know, I, I went to BC. I got to know Zay Flowers before he was drafted. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's a bright, shining star in yeah. terms of just like his personality, the energy that he brings. You saw him yeah. dancing after that, you know, division playoff win. That's Zay, and he's going to be special for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's been the injuries. Um, you know, I, I would anticipate that that offense continues to run, you know, through a, the tight ends a lot. Yeah. One thing they had to overcome this year with Mark Andrews missing all the time that he did. Running back will be an interesting position because right. obviously, you know, J.K. is going to be a free agent. He'd be coming off another season-ending injury. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in some capacity. Yeah. Right. But I don't know that you go in and go, well, he's the number one running back just based upon the, the recent injury history. You know, Dalvin, that was a short-term thing. We saw him a little bit at the end of that Texans game. Yeah. I was out there at that one. But, you know, you haven't really seen him, you know, get into the flow. He's another guy who's going to be a free agent. I would certainly think, like, I mean, the Derrick Henry thing is really interesting because there were a lot of rumblings about would they get him at the trade deadline. Yeah. Last year, he would seem to fit the style of, football mm -hmm. that they want to play but listen if you had derrick henry in that playoff game i don't know based on how um, the chiefs were playing them that it would have been a great idea to just run the football 25 times with derrick henry in that game i don't know if that solves the base issue here they, they had a great season some things got off in that game they weren't mm -hmm. able to get it back they got away from you know their identity so to speak I think that, you know, with any team, and I have to look at their whole list of their own free agents and exactly what they might have going here, but any team's going to be looking to upgrade. The good thing, if you're a Ravens fan, is there's a strong foundation. For yeah. the first time in how many years, we don't have to talk about the quarterback. It's been yeah. like three years straight. Don't worry about that <laughs> Some level of drama. That was, yeah. That's done. Yeah. And we'll see where what else they decide to do. Can I just interject, too? Do you have any idea – what Derek might command in free agency number wise this early on yeah, or no, I mean, numbers really don't kind of get moving until the combine. And even yeah. in recent years, they don't, the combine even is a lot of just floating stuff because teams don't want numbers to be shopped that early. Yeah. So no, at this point, it's hard to say. I mean, okay. if you look at the running back market, McCaffrey still got 16. We'll see what happens, you know, with him, whether they extend him or whatever they do in the off season, but he's still the top one, you know, Alvin Kamara, is up there, but that's a number that's probably going to need to be reworked. Derrick Henry was a top five paid running back at $12.5 million per year. You know, I would think if Derrick Henry wants to keep going, he's going to be anticipating he's getting close to that same money that he was making before. Mm -hmm. So is that 10 to $12 million? I mean, Delvin Cook, obviously, it didn't work out with the Jets, but you know, his deal last year was, I want to say, it was one year up to eight point something million. Good one, yeah. It was a significant yeah. investment yeah. that they made here. You know, Derrick Henry's not hitting the streets in July like Delvin was. He's hitting it you know, at, at the start of free agency here. Yeah. So it's probably a shorter term deal. He was a big guy. He's got a lot of mileage on him, but I'd say, you know, from Derek Henry's perspective, I don't know why he wouldn't be thinking he's going to be getting similar money to what he got okay. last time. Yeah. Knowing, knowing EDC, that's a, I don't think he's paying that kind that's of money. Steep. So yeah, that's, that's steep for, for running yeah. back in, in Baltimore for sure. Especially when you have Lamar right there. Right. So <laughs> on the second year of a massive deal, yeah, yeah, it's only going to get harder. But Derek should go get what he can get for yes. sure. Yes. Uh, but we, you mentioned OBJ. He's pushing back right now. He's uh, some people are like talking about the production he had versus the 
the money and he's he's going off right now as as a recorder really? basically saying hey i played 30 percent of the snaps so do the math of, of how that all works so hmm. what do you think but obj again, like, is gonna what, you pay the yeah. guy 18 million dollars or just, fifth, it was probably 15 right was the base right and he plays 30 percent of the snaps i mean those are some of the things i know there's a management aspect with the knee uh, that, that played into that as well and when he's out there he's still somebody you account for and so yeah. you can say he didn't have the production. Well, some of that production is Zay Flowers is it, running yeah. wide open over the middle because you still worry about is this guy going to you know take the top off? Right. So you know Odell will be another one, another really interesting free agent going into this offseason. You know his his agent uh, Zeke Sandu has done some deals that have surprised people before. He did the Christian Kirk deal. He did the Neil Hunter deal. He did Odell's deal. We'll, we'll see exactly where that lands. But you know it's probably another one year type of a approve a contract yeah. for Odell just because. You know, at this stage in his career, coming off a year like this, he's probably best off betting on himself again. And Odell isn't in a hurry, right? Like, he waited till close to the draft to sign, so he doesn't right. have to be first wave. If- yeah, I mean, there's there's some of that. It's also, you know, he wasn't healthy this time around. That's you true. Know, he's, yeah. yeah, he's healthier. So, yeah, I was I was coming back for spring break with my kids, so I know exactly when that was last year. It was mid-April <laughs> yeah. before Odell Easter, signed. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. in the airport, yeah. and I got the text saying, look at Odell's Instagram. Yeah. I was like, oh, great. Cool. Yeah. That's, That's funny because Field Yates told us yesterday he was with his in-laws on Easter yeah. Sunday. So we, all you guys in the business were yeah. doing yeah. what you Can do on a holiday. Off? Yeah. yeah. What are we glossing over from a Baltimore perspective that you feel like warrants our attention right well, now? I mean, the defensive coordinator thing, Mike McDonald's pretty well respected and going to the Seahawks as their head coach here. Zach Orr is, I mean, is a young coach. He's 31 years old, stepping into this role for the first time. I think that's going to be really interesting just to see, you know, it's a, the magnitude of that role. It's different than being the Mike wanted know, him too, huh? And Mike Zach, yeah, to uh, Seattle. No, I mean, I think yeah. that Zach's a well-regarded guy. He's yeah. had other requests. I want to say the Packers also put in a request for their defensive yeah. coordinator job. So, yeah, Zach's well-regarded, but it's still a difference when you're changing the play caller. I mean, look at uh, look at Philadelphia last year. They're running fundamentally the same offense and defense, but you have somebody else calling it, and it wasn't quite the same. That's not to say it won't be the same in Baltimore, yeah. too, but that defense was so, so good yep. this season. I think that that's going to be one of the storylines. Yeah. Can you yeah. educate us real quick, just because we're so into Baltimore? I'm, Mike McDonald may be trying to take a couple guys. I'm sure he's already thinking about PQ. What's their, what's their um, cap situation like? Are they get, could they spend on some of the Ravens defenders that are out there? The Seahawks have a, a particular contract structure that they use pretty often okay. um, in terms of, you know, the larger signing bonuses, smaller base salaries moving forward. So they, they maintain a good deal of flight. And somebody else gets paid, right. usually, you know, follow the money. That'll tell you a yeah. lot. Let's get you out of here on this. And thank you for your time. Uh, Jadavian Clowney obviously had a, a resurgent year, to say the very least, maybe a career year in terms of statistics, what he's put up uh, throughout. Do you think there's a, a chance cap-wise that Baltimore can bring him back? Or did he kind of price oh, himself cap-wise. out? No, cap-wise, they certainly, you know, th- th- you have as much flexibility sure. as you decide to use. Sure. It's not, I don't like the whole the cap is a myth thing because you look at it every year. There's guys who get cut. You yeah. don't want to be rolling massive amounts than having $90 million in dead money. However, you can, if you really want to maintain a player, find ways to do it. 
Um, with Jadevian Clowney, I would just say this, uh, based upon recent history here, whatever he does, we will find out probably sometime between May and August. <laughs> yeah. It'll be another one-year contract for like 10, 12, 15 million. Yeah. And he'll go somewhere and he'll be a good, solid player like he is every year. Yeah. Sure. Uh, he reaffirmed this year that yes, you can do that and then it'll work for you. That's exactly. And Kyle Van Noy probably in the same case, although he didn't want to start the season on the couch. That, he just, that was, that was, he, was he actually failed on our show, The Insiders. He was supposed to be on as a guest. <laughs> I heard and about it. And then we that. got a text right before saying, uh, Kyle's in Baltimore. And yes. Like, okay. And there you have it. Yeah. There you have well, it. Thanks for not yeah. bailing on us, Tom. No, we appreciate you. That's yep. very helpful. Tom Pelissero, yeah. NFL Network. Keep it locked here for more coverage here from Super Bowl 58 coming up. Hot. All right. That's good. Your centerpiece. Seat. All right. <laughs> exactly. Three, two, and one. Back here from Radio Row in Las Vegas, Nevada, ahead of Super Bowl 58. Sarah and I are pleased to be joined by former inside linebackers coach in Baltimore. That is Rob Ryan. Rob, good to be with you. Oh, great to be back. All right, how you guys doing? Hey, this this place is a who's who, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no doubt. (laughs) And you're just sitting over there, and I'm like, wait a second, we got to find it. We got to talk to Rob here. Get Coach Ryan in. I've done my share now. I'm pushing my wife's charity, uh, Athletes Against Child Trafficking, and and, uh, Mm. we have a big. uh, charity there and the backwards K project. So, uh, which is going national. We're combining all the sports to work under one banner to attack this problem, which is, you know, invading our, our country. So, uh, that's our charity and, and we're doing it in, in all sports. We get Sabrina Inescu, the, the basketball yeah. player for, for basketball. We've got all my guys with the Raiders, uh, for football, but yep. we've got some fighters. So we're taking guys from each sport, uh, and want to address this problem, and we're, and we're doing it from the nuts and bolts. We, we, I, you know, educate. We also uh, identify, you know, these people, and mm-hmm. then we go after them. We've got the people in America to go after them, and then uh, then we rehab. So uh, the whole whole gamut of child trafficking. We're trying to get all the fans of our great sports and all our sports together to fight one fight. And that's to eliminate this problem. What can people that's listening, what can they do to, to help? Well, they can go on our website, uh, the Backwards K Project or Athletes Against Child Trafficking, you, and, and they'll see it. Uh, and every donation uh, helps. But we've got hats for sale. We've got, you know, here's my fighting hat, my TKO hat. We've we got go. uh, yep. my uh, my baseball hat, the Backwards K. But but we've got all kinds. So every sport's got a hat. But, uh, but it's also about uh you'll see we have a, an auction going by for sunday the coolest stuff ever has been donated to us uh because it's a great cause and and if they do that it, it'd be outstanding it's it's a great cause perfect That's fantastic. so we wanted to get your thoughts on the defense in baltimore you know that the yeah. ravens uh they were fantastic they were they, i they mean were great after i left <laughs> but i'll tell you coincidence what, that, though right that, uh, that mike mcdonald really did a super job and, and uh and you know John's going to have a great defense, and and uh, uh, you know they've had that great defense there for a long time, and really uh, Raven defense, really it's a Rex Ryan defense, but uh, people don't like to say that, but it's the <laughs> truth. But uh, <laughs> but I love to see Patrick Queen come into his own under Zach Or. He's obviously done a great job of coaching there, uh, you know. But you know the front office there with with the Ravens is so good. Mm-hmm. You get Roquan Smith. Now wait a second now. If I had Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, I'd still be there. <laughs> but that's okay. I love being at the Raiders. I mean, and, and AP, we got our own linebacker running shows now. Yeah. And our oh, yeah. defense plays plays with a mentality that uh, I know the Baltimore people would have, would approve of. Yeah. All right. So let's catch everybody up to speed then. You're currently you're currently with the Vegas Raiders. Yes. You were most pre 
with Baltimore, you served before Roquan came in, so that would have been the 2021 season yeah. as inside linebackers coach. Yes, we were number one in the league in run defense, but uh, uh, that's just a fluke. Orion, <laughs> number one in run defense. Uh, what a shock. Well, what about this, though? You you had a chance to see the beginning of PQ's career. Oh, absolutely. And now what he's become, he's well, about he's to get great. paid. He's well, about he to get paid be. big I mean, time. He should be. He's, he's fantastic, and he's a great kid. You know, and he, and he's tough. He loves football, but uh, to see that kid ascend from going from, I mean, they got to say it. I mean, Wink Martindale taking him off the field on third down might might have been the dumbest thing ever, and to have to sit there and try to coach through that was a hard hard thing for me. And it, and it, and it was, and it, you know, to keep that kid playing, he never he he never let it affect him, and and he was he's upset about it, and he should have been. I mean, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But, uh, you know, the reason why we both got fired. But uh, uh, the thing is, that kid, I knew he was going to be great. And now you see him, and he, he plays the game uh, with violence. He plays the game. He's a very smart kid, and he's tough. Yeah. He's physical. He's a beautiful kid. So I, I'm, I'm so happy for him making the Pro Bowl. Thought our guy Spillane should have made it too, but, uh, uh, but I'm happy for PQ. And, Sarah, you remember, PQ was when, – when Wink left – PQ did not mince his words with a couple different social media posts that he put up. Oh, yeah. It was clear that he felt held back in that defense, back, right? Either way, I mean, you know, we can pretend it never happened, but it did. But bottom line is uh, they drafted a great player in Patrick Queen, and, yeah. and he's showing everybody just how talented he is. And they, and they figured out how to use him, you know, yeah. better. I mean, you so. know, he did lead our team in tackles. It was great for me, but we were stupid yeah. enough to take him off the field. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> So, this is cool, though, because I think you can speak to this. When Roquan came in, there was this thought that, and maybe some of it's true, but there was this thought. That he unlocked Queen and it almost took away Julie, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Can you speak to, okay, sure. Roquan makes anybody that he's playing alongside oh, better. He's a great player. But I, I think what got football. lost in that is, is PQ's own development individually, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the kid's so committed to football. But uh, but when you put those two together, I mean, my God, that's, yeah. that's fun to watch. It really is. And uh, I'm just super happy for him because, you know, he was identified by by uh, the cost and those guys as a great player. And he was. They just, yeah. you know, they finally started using him. And, uh, you know, that Mike McDonald did a heck of a job with that defense. And uh, and now Zach Orr to take over. I mean, he's he's going to do a great job. So I've Chris asked this... Hewitt's there too. I mean, yep. that guy's a fun, phenomenal football coach in his own right. So and Denard Wilson just got an opportunity. He's <laughs> yeah. been plucked away. Yeah. Right? They guys got... are getting chances to, to be defensive coordinators. Uh, you know, and and you know, well deserved. You know, Anthony Weaver down there in Miami. So I, I've asked this. I asked this of Rod Woodson yesterday, but I think I mean, as a coach, you would know. We're not. We're going to miss PQ. We're we're going to miss him. But is there some sort of effect, kind of like how Ray Lewis had with Roquan? Is it is it where, say, like they put in Trenton Simpson, and he, he's coming in as his second year. Can Roquan lift a guy like that? Like, it felt like every time somebody put somebody next to Ray, they seem to hold their own. Like, they're not going to replace PQ, but but do you have confidence because Roquan's next to him? Yeah, I mean, you know, you put great players make people better. I mean, okay. we have Max Crosby, the best player in football. The mm. best player in football. He makes us all better. Yeah. Believe me, he makes everybody better. And you got to look up and find out, oh, this kid was a free agent. This kid's a free agent. Max was, I don't know what, fourth round pick. He's the best player in football. He makes us all better, and he, but he can only line up in one spot. So the more you can get other guys around him, like when we played Kansas City, there's a reason why Pat, Patrick Mahomes ran for two miles because he was <laughs> right. running for his life because right. we have we have 
Max Crosby chasing him. Right. You guys don't have Max Crosby. And but you have a football player, and he's going to make whoever it is better. The kid from Clemson or whoever it is, uh, they'll find a way. Zach Orr's teaching will help them. Uh, you know, but the great players make everybody better. But uh, but the more of them you have, you'll see that, you know, that defense that you had in Baltimore last year was, was you know, tremendous. And, and uh, you know, you're going to miss Patrick Queen if you don't yeah. resign him for sure. Yeah. Rob, can you give us some, uh, some insight into – the, the game management operation in Baltimore because there was some news this past week about Jerry Rosberg potentially coming back and then the deal fell through. Nah, so, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. I mean, not about that. Jerry Rosberg's one of one of the most respected coaches in the league, and I know he's he's been Baltimore, you know, for a hundred years. So him and John, uh, John knows what he's doing, and uh, obviously, so uh, if if he was looking to hire Jerry Rosberg, he thought he could help him. But uh, whatever happens, I mean, you know, they've got a great football team and, and uh, yeah. you know, so we'll see how they do. Just to clarify, sorry, what, what I meant was what goes into game management decisions from your perspective in Baltimore? Is it, oh, I mean, is it a team effort from an analytics side of things, clock management? Yeah, I mean, it takes everything into account. I mean, analytics is huge. I mean, you know, but there's an art to analytics. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not exact science, you know, or mathematics. It's, it's a goal for it. You have to have an art to know when to right. do and when not to. Right. But uh, that's where experienced coaches play into, you know, they, they have those numbers come true to life. So uh, uh, analytic department there in, in Baltimore, second to none, uh, you know, so, you know, it'd be interesting. Whatever they see they need, they, believe me, they've thought about it. They've, they they do a lot of good things there, and, and I'm sure they'll do what's best for their team. Well, we'll get you out of here on this. Can you give us some insight into Zach Gore? I don't know. I don't know exactly what position he had when when you were with the Ravens. No, he wasn't. He wasn't there. He was coaching for Jackson. Oh, that's right. He left. Yeah. He Reached left for a minute. Right, okay. Yeah, so. so you didn't have any. You didn't overlap with him ever. No. Oh, okay. All right. No, but a lot of respect for him, and uh, I know he rec- he replaced a legend, me. So you, yeah. <laughs> appreciate you. That's coach. the perfect way to yeah, get it out. Yeah, good luck with everything. Right, but we do have to ask: is, is your brother going to be back in the NFL at some point here? Soon? I don't know if he is. But everybody better look out because the quarterback better duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Ryan. Rob Ryan, always good to be with you, my friend, and uh, thank you for your perspective here. Super Bowl Fifty Eight in Las Vegas continues. Coverage right here from Radio Row. Our coverage here from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Nevada rolls on, and Sarah and I are now ple- – this is a revolving door, but this Listen. isn't just any door right here. The main man, Hall of Famer Jonathan Ogden, joins us, and this is your part of the world. I only see you in Baltimore typical, typically. Sarah yeah. does too, but now this is your neck of the woods, and we're so glad to be with you. It's nice to be out here, man. I mean, I really wish the Ravens were here, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just nice to have the Super Bowl out here in my hometown where I'm living for the last – 20 years, give or take, and uh, just enjoying everything. So I got I to gotta tell this story, though, Jay, okay? So in 2005 right. was my intern year with the Ravens. Yep. And PR's like, you got to go get an interview with J.O. And I was like, oh, man, how's it, like, is he going to be night? Like, I was brand new to it. You were, you were like, come on. And you had, you had to be on the bike that day. And so I, you had me come in the weight room okay. with you. You were biking and gave me your entire workout. And, and I was like, oh, people said NFL players weren't nice. I was like, this is the nicest guy in the world. So I, have to, I appreciate you oh, for breaking, no you know, helping me. You know, you look, I always try to treat everybody in the building. And yeah. most people in the Ravens building try yeah. to treat everybody with respect and as equals. And, you know, you, we know you're there to do a job. And. If I can help, if you got to, when I'm on the bike, you know, if I can do it, we can do it. Yeah. Make it work. <laughs> we, made, we made it work all right. Yep. So 
you were there, right, for the AFC title game. Yeah, I was there. I believe you were on the field. Yeah, I was on the field. You're doing some stuff. Yeah. Enjoying the moment. Yeah. It felt like the Super Bowl pregame. There was a who's who. There were plays, you know, The place was jam-packed. Every, Everybody was there. was there. And Everybody. then, of course, it comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. Why? What happened in your perspective? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was an excellent coaching job by the Chiefs defensive staff, honestly. I mean, because Lamar and the offense did not look like they knew what they wanted to do. And, yeah. they, and they never made adjustments. You know, there's a, they only had six carries for the running backs. So they obviously had them completely discombobulated, disorganized as to what they wanted to do offensively. And then nothing, you know, and then when they would make a play, the fumble happened, you know, diving and right. or the fumbles. I mean, the guys would get beat, uh, Dumar throwing into the, um, triple, the coverage. triple coverage. I mean, just the sacks that uh, Justice Hill gave up or Ronnie, it, it was just bad timing for everything. And it just, and the sad part is, I mean, the defense started out kind of slow, struggling a bit, but they, they figured they got it out. It together. They got it together and they held them to a three. I mean, so they defense did their job, but the offense just picked the absolute worst time to play the worst game of the year. And I guess that's like kind of the question that a lot of Ravens fans have, right? Because you're right. They picked the wrong time in, in 2023 to have their worst game. But the same thing happened in 2019. Is there, J.O., is there like a psychology to that? Or is that just coincidence? I think it's just coincidence. I okay. Think, um, 2019 was a little different, I think. Um, the, the team wasn't as as balanced. Yeah. I, I just think that this year, I mean, the, the Houston game, the first half was a little dice, but we came back. In the second half, and really, I thought that might have been a little bit of rust. But no, we came back and we executed great in the second half. So I thought, okay, we're we're back, we're on track. Yeah. And then that championship game, it just was like they were completely surprised and shell shocked by what the Chiefs were doing. I mean, they were playing a mm-hmm. nickel coverage and they didn't want to run the ball. I don't understand that, but whatever they did, I give them credit. I don't want to take credit from the Chiefs defense, but I love how people talk about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best to ever do it, but. The defense won that game. For Amen. Them. I mean, that's yep. what happened. Yeah. I guess the positive twist is like, why burn it down, right? Like, you no need to make any rash decisions in terms of like organizational, right? They, they got another step. They hadn't been yeah. in the Lamar era. Yeah. The majority of their young core are locked up contractually for the foreseeable future. Yeah, you have some uh, holes to address this offseason, but what team doesn't? Right. Right. So the positive s- spin on it is like, hey, they, they were two play. I mean, Two plays away absolutely, from right. Absolutely, I mean they were right there. That's that's great, and that sucks too because you know how difficult it is to get back again next year. I mean it's 
You know, we were so healthy. Everything was really going well for us. You know, we lose Mike McDonald. You know, we lose Weaver. So we're going to make some changes. I mean, it's every year, every team changes, though. Yep. yep. So we're going to have the core, and we always have the front office. We bring in good players. So we're going to be competitive again, obviously. But it just sucks when you get so close. You know, the home championship game. I was going to be the guy to give Bashadi the trophy. If we oh, I, I didn't know that. Lamar, I was going to be the Lamar Hunt guy. Oh. <sighs> No. And when were you told the, this? Yeah, <laughs> before, before the game, they said, you know, if we win the game, that we were going to have you come down and present oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. And I didn't get to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if they get back there again. Like, is that going to be your moment? Like, they no, can't give it to anybody no, no, else. No, no, I don't know. No, no. Ray Lewis is taking the mantle because I'm superstitious. Okay. I, I did it this time. It didn't work out. Okay, I'm not doing it anymore. I like that. You know, I like that. You know I'm the opposite of yes, superstitious. You are, but that's I do the, not. That's the sacrifice that I would expect from <laughs> yeah, J.O. That's right. You know? That's right, man. We sacrifice for the good of the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, J.O., we're going to talk. Let's talk offensive line. Okay. Okay, so we know. Let's just talk about it generally. We know John Simpson. That was a one-year deal, right? That was. He's not coming back. Um, we've got, okay, let's start with Ronnie Stanley. Cause that's your position Okay. when he's healthy. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Hasn't been healthy, but he even said he kind of changed his technique a little bit this year too, because he couldn't do what he wanted to do mm-hmm. because of the injuries. Yeah. Where, how do you feel about him? Should fans not give up on him? Like, what do you think? I think Ronnie is still, like you said, when he's healthy, one of the best offensive tackles in the league. But it's a question of how healthy is he? Yeah. And that's a decision that the front office is going to have to make. And, you know, it's not we know he's a smart player, tough guy. Yeah. But it's really difficult to play when you can't do the things you want to do physically. Like you couldn't anchor. Exactly. I know the feeling because my last year I couldn't anchor because I had a bad toe. Your toe. And I couldn't stop a bull rush to save my life. Nobody bull rushed me for 10 years in my career because mm-hmm. they knew it was a futile move, and then they started to do it <laughs> because they knew I couldn't anchor. Yep. So, I mean, it's like I love Ronnie. I think he's been a great Raven, but the question is how healthy will he be? Right. Uh, John Simpson had a good year, but we'll see. I mean, people are talking about us looking at offensive line in the draft. I mean, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, but I mean, yeah. I think overall the line played well. Tyler Linderbaum has been a solid player, obviously. Zyder's mm-hmm. um, went to the Pro Bowl. Morgan, you know, good player. I mean, we we're solid up front, but we could use a little more oomph, I suppose. Yeah. So just a little bit more. Jail, were you surprised that um, the rotation worked as effectively as it did at tackle, or was that kind of like well, you're, you're rolling your eyes? Well, no, no, it's kind of because we have some good depth. I mean, uh, Makari played really well as a yeah. backup. He's a really great jack of all trades. He can play any position. And um, and uh, Falele? Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually coming along. Okay. So, I Is mean, he in I, your size category? I, I'm pretty sure. I think I, he I, might I, be. But I mean, but we, we'll see how it continues to develop. I'm but not, you're not you're not thinking, okay, he's like you're saying he's coming along, but not something you can say, okay, plug him in as the starter. Not just not yet. yet. I don't think I haven't seen enough. Like I'm not in the building enough. All I see is what I've seen on the field. Right. So from what I've seen on the field, it's been okay. It's been better than I thought we might get, but okay, not quite full time 17 game starter. Okay. Okay. In April. If somebody falls to them that they love on the board at left tackle, I'm not saying that they want to replace Ronnie this upcoming season. He's under contract, but do you think it's time to maybe start retooling from a depth standpoint? I, mean, I played left guard my rookie year. I mean, you, mm-hmm. if you got a guy who you think can be that guy and, he's, and they're there, you take them. I mean, and you just worry about it later um, because a good lineman can, can play somewhere. And yeah. like you're saying, if Ronnie doesn't, 
pan out or if we want to trade, whatever. There are options, but it never hurts to have good linemen. Yeah. Never. Jonathan, when you retired, I remember it being kind of surprising. And I remember Ozzy saying that he felt like you could have played many more years. Did you, and I'm bringing this back to Ronnie. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about you individually, yeah. but I'm bringing this back to Ronnie. Did you kind of retire early because of the toe? Yeah. And you're, okay. Yeah, I mean. Because it was like, I don't want to be seen being bull rushed. It just wasn't enjoyable, and I couldn't really play. Like, okay. The way you wanted the to. The way I wanted to play. Because you was, could play. I could still play enough to maybe, uh, not not enough to play. Not, not enough for me. Yeah. It yeah. just wasn't. And the pain. You know, being in the training room every like my twelfth year, I was in the training room every single day, getting treatment on my toe. You know, I'm it, it, just putting orthotics in my wearing size seventeen shoes. I, I wore size sixteen and I wear seventeen now because my feet are flat. <laughs> but, I'm like, are you still growing? But, but now there was gravity splatting my feet. I think. Okay. But uh, I mean, but I wore shoes that were too big so I could put the orthotics in, and it just was getting it taped up. It was just an ordeal. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, I wasn't playing. Like I should be playing, right? So it just it was time to go. And plus, we were also changing staffs, and Harbaugh was coming in. I'd have you know you go through all the whole stuff with a new team, and eh, I just didn't feel like it. So with that in mind, do you kind of like give? Do you get props for Ronnie because he's really been dealing this like for, for three years now? Yeah. What different injuries that it's like? Yeah. Like this year, he got it through it. Yeah. And and maybe there should be some appreciation there that he was willing to put his body on the oh, line. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the thing is, you know. There is and there isn't because they say once you get out there, it doesn't matter. There's no excuses like, oh, he was injured. Yeah, so what? He was out there. But at the yeah. same time, you appreciate it when a guy is willing to go out there and he might not be at his best, but if he's better than the guy who's behind him, then, hey, if he's helping the team out. But the good thing is, like I said, we have a good backup left tackle. So the rotation, I think, helped keep Ronnie somewhat healthier yeah. than if he had to play the full time. So, I mean, they got to figure out how they want to do it next year. It's going to be interesting, though. I don't know. I remember going into the postseason thinking, is this is this sustainable throughout like an entire postseason run? Right. And although they didn't really use it in the divisional round, I think they right. did during during the, the um I'm sorry, during the uh, AFC title game. I think they used it a little bit during the divisional round. They did. They and did. I was like, wow, okay, yeah. this is this is actually gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, you just made me think of Marshall when when he retired, it felt like he could keep going too. I don't know if he had a toe issue like you did, but like that's a guy who retired at like I mean, look what he's done since in terms of <laughs> transforming his body. Right. But that's somebody who, like, retired at his peak. Right. You know? Yeah, no, Marshall. I mean, look, for every player, every lineman, every, every – it doesn't matter. You have that moment when you know, say, you know what, I think I'm just done with this game. And, fortunately, and most people get forced out of the game. Most people, yep. it's yeah. not on their own choice. But the very lucky few of us who say, you know what, we're good. Yeah. And, and it's cool because, you know, no regrets. And you just look back and say, I had a great career. Yep. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But uh, we're just moving on. The body doesn't like doing that anymore. Yep. It really, it really helps when the body like says thank you, like yeah, thank you for not doing <laughs> yes. that to me anymore. Appreciate yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What would it like? I remember you had quarterback after quarterback that you were blocking for. Yeah. This style of Lamar. Would you have liked that? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you willing to run with them? They're, yeah. Their structure. Their structure in the way they do things. I mean, Greg Roman's offense is a little different, but uh, Munkin, even though he played. Called a terrible game plan last week. I mean, for overall, has a good concept. To me, it was always about was a quarterback where he's supposed to be. Like, if he dropped mm-hmm. back for a pass, he's supposed to be at seven yards. Be at seven yards. Now, if you got it, but it's also nice to have a guy who could move if necessary. And that's why Lamar is great because actually, if you watch him this year, 
he was very disciplined in where he's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, he, and he actually tried to extend plays more passing. Yes. Almost too much during the championship game. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, he's definitely operating within the structure of the offense, and that's kind of what you really want. Yeah, so much so that that willingness to extend that some people have called his his running or lack thereof, like, reluctant. Like, they've called it, like, the R words come up in, in the yeah. sense that, like, maybe he didn't take what the defense gave him in a sense because he was so pass first. What, what do you think, like, psychologically goes into that, if at all? Uh, I think there is something to the fact that you kind of want to prove that you can – throw it don't have to run it but at the same time you have to have enough confidence i think he does in himself to know that he knows he can run it or throw it but he just needs to do whatever is going to work best that play and i think he's kind of getting there i think next year we'll probably see him open it up a little more and if there's five yards to be gained take five yards instead of trying to yeah do make a big play but i mean at the end of the day i think he had a fantastic year it's going to be the league yeah. MVP tonight and um you know, he just needs to continue to build on that. I mean, continue to just improve. Did you see that sack strip? Yes. What one, happened? Uh, Can you break it down? Did you go back and look at I, it? I didn't go back and look okay. at it, but what it looked like, it looked like Ronnie had the guy. Yeah. Lamar was taking, waiting for a longer developing route over the middle, if I remember correctly. And the guy just kind of slipped off Ronnie and just kind of bent the Because Ronnie was winning it. He was winning the battle, and then I looked at the quarterback, and then I – Look back, and all of a sudden he was by running. And <laughs> suddenly I, you saw I, that he lost. And suddenly yeah. I saw that the hand was coming on Lamar's right shoulder. Like no, and yeah. But I, mean, I forget who it was, but the receiver was running open too. Yeah, he was running open on that play. It was going to be uh, so many of those. Bateman, ba- 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 yeah, yeah. Bateman, oh, and, and there were. Can't ever catch a pass. Yeah, and I, you know what I'm, yeah. I, I like. Yes. I like Rashad yes. Bateman. I just yes. feel like it's just they've had horrible luck with him yes just trying to get he and lamar yeah, together cohesion wise to there, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I think physically yep. he has everything that is required so i, I hope we, we utilize him more yeah next year it'll be a big year say. for him yeah. yeah yeah contractually speaking i know you're up against the clock yeah. you're here representing uh the, the tackle obesity campaign on behalf of the nfl alumni association yeah. and uh hopefully you could tell us a little bit about what you've been up to these last couple of days he's got prepared remarks oh no oh, no, yeah. no 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 well i'm here you know like i said for the tackling obesity it's a campaign created by NFL alumni to inspire personal action, engagement, and accountability amongst fans, you know. And so it's just basically a program. Everybody, a lot of the former football players, this is a very heavy country. I battle being my weight all the time. I'm always been doing things to try to stay fit. But basically, this is a program to try to just help people try to battle obesity. And uh, they go to tackleobesity.com to learn more. Um, but you know, it's not a disease. It's a chronic disease, obesity. It's not really a character flaw. So there are ways to help. People can coach you through it. And, uh, you know, diet and exercise isn't always enough. But um, go to tackleobesity.com, and they can give you a lot of information on what to do. Okay. All right? Perfect. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. J.O., it's great seeing you so in a place outside, of, Balt- yeah. outside no, no. of Baltimore. Outside of Baltimore. You show everybody so that ring? Happy. Oh, so happy to see you. Hey, show, everybody, show everybody that ring. There it is. There it is right there. There it is. Hey, I'll tell you what, too. We're going to be doing a bunch of draft coverage in April. We'd love to have you back. Maybe we can talk about that in the coming weeks. Uh, hey, All right. you never know with me. I'm around. Always, right. always. Right, and I know you got a busy offseason, too, with yeah. events and whatnot. Oh, my and, goodness. I'm a yeah. person. Hey, and, and, and Sarah, if, if, if there's ever time that needs to be killed at one of his events, I'm the guy. Okay. Remember, remember when the ambulance was, wouldn't show up and you and I start doing a Q&A oh, in front yeah, of everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 
at the time, Lamar wasn't signed yet. I'm like, hey, J.O., is he going to get signed or not? So, anyway. I was like, yes. All right. I knew he was going to be there, though. Appreciate you, J.O. Absolutely, guys. Live from right here, Radio Row in Las Vegas, Nevada. Super Bowl 58 coverage rolls on. All right, coverage continues here on Radio Row at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, Nevada. And, man, it's Right? It has been a revolving door. <laughs> we go from J.O. to Orlando Brown Jr. That's what we're doing. It's not bad, right? That's yeah. some big shoes to fill, though, as you know. As you know. When the first time – can you take us back the first time as a Raven you met J.O.? First time I remember – so there is – I mean, I got so many stories for you guys. Um, yes, the, we want them. The first time I remember meeting J.O. and really having a conversation, um, we were at WWE Raw – um they came <laughs> to baltimore what is that first manor arena i think is what it was called or something oh, like that royal farms at the time royal right farms yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yes and so uh they come there and uh my dad brought the whole offensive line we get stuck on the elevator oh as a group i don't know why they let all of us on this elevator. yeah all these the offensive linemen <laughs> i'm not getting on that elevator we get stuck on the elevator um <laughs> And and I just I feel like that was one of my first exchanges between Jo. I was somewhat I guess competent enough to understand the game and be able to ask the right questions. And as a, as a you know seven year old, eight year old kid would. Okay, so okay. it was definitely not Royal Farms. I thought you were yeah. talking about when you were a Raven. Okay, oh, this no, was no, no, years no. ago. Yeah, years okay, ago. Yeah, 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 right. I got you. Yeah, young, young I got kid, you. But he's been knowing me forever. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. Like, so. Since yes. you were real young, well, I gotta yeah. tell you because Bobby said you have big shoes to fill. Yeah. I have, because so I worked at the Ravens before you got there. So I was there from 2005 oh, wow. to 2018. Oh, I left like the year you were drafted. Yeah, yeah. The year I was drafted. Yeah, the year you you drafted, I know. <laughs> well, you gotta talk to my husband about that. We had things we had things to go to. But anyway, yeah. I remember one day he comes in the cafeteria, and your dad obviously, oh yeah, not like he's just larger than life, oh, like yeah, his personality time. and whatever. So I'm sitting in the cafeteria. Yeah. You know, Manning, all yeah. those guys in there, right? He comes in there, and he just is like. Want my shoe? And I was like, sure. And he's like, let me sign it. And he just signed. And so I got it in my house. This massive, massive shoe. And I was like, I never got to meet you. That is so cool. That's that's my dad through and through, man. Yeah. Just just goofiness, silliness, like myself with this this foxtail right there here. There it is. There it is. Similar, similar energy. Yep. yep. Just just as good as that was Ocho Cinco telling a story a couple of years ago yes. from the pregame incident. I was dying. Yes, I was. Di- I saw you quote tweet that. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. So can you summarize that quickly? The pregame incident between oh, Ocho yeah. Cinco and your father. This is so good. Yeah. So it's crazy. So I remember being a kid. My dad telling me this. I thought he was full of it. I was just like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Like he's he was a goofball, you know. Overall, yeah. so I thought he, I thought he was full of it, and so I go out for draft tra- draft prep in L.A. and I'm training at a proactive at, with athletes first, and T.J. Husmanzada is there, and he tells me the story, and I'm like, oh my god, so it's real. <laughs> and then I see Chad Johnson, my second year at the Pro Bowl, he reiterates the same. I'm like, yo, this is crazy, and you know, you see it on Shannon Sharp Nightcap or whatever they talk about it. Long story short, my dad pregame was not one to be played with. Wouldn't talk to us, didn't okay. talk to anybody. First guy in his uniform, super weird, very superstitious, somewhat crazy. So uh, Chad Johnson, my dad's got his Walkman on. Don't ask me why I was a Walkman, but he had the Walkman on in like 05 or whatever yes, it was, right. so forth. And um, Chad Johnson comes up to him or something like that. He's talking to somebody, he jumps on my dad's back. My dad, as I said, he doesn't talk to his own kids on game day. And okay. So, <laughs> do not mess around. Do not mess around on game day. Yes. Jumps on my dad's back. My dad chases him all the way around the around the, the field. Chad Johnson's running backwards. My dad's <laughs> sprinting at him. He's running back. Hey, I'm just playing. 
chases them all the way into the, the Bengals locker room. Uh, and they have to send Raven security in the NFL or the NFL police team to get, get him out of there or something like that. He's ready to put hands on Chad, man. Um, I, I just, you know, that's that's just how he was. He was so intense when he came to the sport. The way Ocho tells it, I'm crying laughing. I'm sure. Because, of course, he's, like, telling it in a playful way oh, now. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. probably scared of, oh, yeah, scared yeah, like yeah. hell at the yeah. time. Yes. You know he's yes. talking big smack, though. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. goodness. Now he is, bro. Let's talk about these last couple of years. Yeah. You know, I. I, I think you, you've had a chance to kind of talk about how things came to an end in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, we could revisit it a little bit just oh, in yeah. terms of what your overall visions were. I mean, you wanted to be a lifetime Raven, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, man. I, I think, uh, you know, I was just talking about this. The hardest thing I ever had to do was request that trade out of Baltimore uh, just because that was home for me, man. This is an organization that gave my family an opportunity that I had relationships with in, in terms of ownership and everything they did for my dad and in the front office and uh the coaches the relationships with the players that i made because you know i'm a rookie in baltimore but i'm from baltimore born and raised yeah. and so i'm able to take lamar to jimmy seafood and he like bro this crab cake is so good what is you know what i mean i'm able <laughs> yeah. to grab mark andrews and go to mother's and you know what i mean yeah. and be able to have a good time and uh, really, really show, be able to show them the city of Baltimore for what it is. And I, all of those things, man, go, went into it. it. It became, you know, obviously very personal just because naturally you have that. And yeah. so, um, man, it was really hard to request that trade out of there. But, you know, Steve Bashadi, Ozzie Newsom, Eric DaCosta, uh, they, they sent me into an amazing situation in Kansas City where I was able to win another two Pro Bowls, win a Super Bowl. Um, man, it was so special, man, so special. Do you <laughs> – there's so much to unpack there, right? It's yeah. like, and, and I feel like I'm sure you look back and you're like, yeah. th- you think about the the phrase, like it's it's not personal, it's just business, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like, man, you just said it, it, it got personal. How did you yeah. communicate that aside from the tweet? Yeah. How did you communicate that to the organization at the time? Well, I, th- that was hard too, you know, but because I, I had to let them know I was serious about it. Uh, you know, it's almost somewhat unbelievable. It's like you got this 24-year-old, 25-year-old, you know, kid requesting a trade out of a great situation where I'm a cornerstone guy for them, you know, yeah. at yeah. time. And, you know, that no business wants to lose their cornerstone piece. And, uh, you know, man, I remember having a conversation with Eric DaCosta, uh, just kind of letting them know what I just expressed to you guys in, in terms of wanting to be a left tackle in this league. It was, you know, what, what I always set out to be um, in, in my career. And I, I wanted to be the starting left tackle for the Ravens. But I also understood from a business standpoint, there's no way you're getting rid of Ronnie Stanley after an all-pro year. Yeah. I mean, he had the best year. I mean, he was a unanimous all-pro. That's like, yeah. hey, he was flawless. It was a flawless yeah. victory. Yeah. It was historic. Like, yeah. you look at the numbers, oh, it was historic. It was, it was a historic year for the left tackle position and how he did it. And, I mean, I got the utmost respect for him, man. They gave him the deal. It was just kind of understood, you know, that, that I wasn't going to be able to be, be there and, and be the left tackle there. And for me, man, that's where I felt most comfortable. That's where my dad always pushed me to play. And, um, you know, man, it's just one of those things that it kind of kind of ended up like that. I hate it did, but, you know, it was all for the better. Yeah. Do you ever see um, online, because obviously fans, first of all, never want to to see you leave, oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. because of everything you just laid out. They're still heartbroken. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm getting to is yeah. it, it's like on top of that, yeah. and this is no shade to Ronnie because he is, like mm-hmm. you said, all pro level. Yeah. But since that season, yeah. he's just been dealing with injury after injury after injury, yeah. and then you've been yeah. pretty much – on the field for everything. Do you hear from yeah. fans still that they want you back? Yeah, well, you know, I like naturally, I just kind of see those things if somebody mentions me or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's important to understand, too, uh, with football, 
man, so many people go through things. And mm -hmm. I think everybody is different in the way that they handle them. Everybody physically is different in the way that they handle injuries and recovery and all those different things, man. But I mean, when Ronnie has been out there, when he's been able to be healthy, he's still one of the top guys in the league. Yeah. And he still has a ton of respect from his peers and other front office execs. So, uh, man, it's one of those things where, you know, it's growing pains in the sport. Things aren't always going to be perfect, but uh, yeah. that's just kind of how it goes. Orlando, do you ever think about how, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was within a 24-hour period after he signed his deal that he goes down yeah. on yeah. that freak yeah, play, exactly. right? Yeah. But can you think, just speak to, the, like, yeah. the freak nature of the timing of that. Thank God yeah. it was after he signed for his sake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That came with that security. But yeah. to, to Sarah's point, ever since then, yeah. he's had those, those phases, yep. but he's never truly been able to put it together for a full season, which is also heartbreaking. Is. I'm sure for you as his buddy. It is man, because you know, he's a guy that loves the game, loves the sport. He's very passionate about the art of the position too. And you know, which is, you know, rare to meet a guy that is obsessed with the little things and slur stance and, uh, eyes and hand placement and all of that, man. He's, he's got a real passion for the game and offensive line position. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, man, it was, it was, it was, it's tough seeing it for him because I know he wants to be out there for his team and himself. And, you know, he's, he's laid such a great foundation uh, throughout his career to put himself in really good position, man. It's just, it's so it sucks for him, you know, but I, I think that, you know, hopefully this next season coming up for him and I know he was getting his feet wet this year. He'll be able to go out and be, be the best him he can be. Yeah. So how was it in Cincinnati? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I hate to tell you. Oh, I no. absolutely oh, love no. it. I love it. I was trying to set you up to be no. like, oh, you know, the Ravens were great. It's equal. No, you're just, you yeah, love it. I love it. Okay. I love Cincinnati, man. It is uh, the closest, honestly, I can get to Baltimore, I think figuratively and literally. Um, okay. In terms of comfortability and how at home I feel. Uh, yeah. Good. It's great for my family. Um Man, it's, it's awesome. It's a, it's a really good city. I know it's weird hearing that, but it's a great city. Uh, and the organization and football team, man, is, is just as good, if not a, even better than the city. Now, you don't, may not know this, but I'm right up the road from you. I'm in Columbus now. Get out of here. Okay, yeah. so you're not far at all. So I'm not know, far. So you know something. Yeah. You know Columbus Co is nice. Oh, hi, Columbus is nice. I got to be honest. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. It's, Sarah, it's go different. Break, go break into that facility and grab it. Come on. <laughs> we need you back where you We're belong, baby. Back. We are getting it back. Eventually. Because it's your bad dad. Did he have two cents? He did. Can he we did. do that? Uh, possibly. That's, that's always. <laughs> I would like to do that. I think we should just book it now. I, I personally want to finish my career. <laughs> okay. Level, but <laughs> no. you never know. You never know. So. Listen, <laughs> unfortunately, we're up against it right okay, now. Um, but, but, man, we have so much to discuss in the future, especially yeah. with the quarterbacks that you've now played with in your short time in the NFL. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Mahomes, Burrow, and Jackson? Not too all, bad. But. The, 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 all the greats. Yeah. yeah. All right. But we'll have to – we'll stick a we'll stick a placeholder in it for now. Um all, all the best to you, Orlando. Yes. It was great to catch up with you. Uh, we're, we're thrilled for everything that's come, and, and especially in your family now. you got two young ones running around, maybe a couple future tackles as well. So Orlando Brown Jr., kind enough to join us here from Super Bowl 58. Who knows? Super Bowl 59. Maybe, maybe that had in, in store. Ravens fans <laughs> want in a different way, but all the best, my man. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right.